0: Hello and welcome to Two Nerds Sitting on a Couch, in which two nerds sit on a couch and discuss science fiction and fantasy. For our final um, outing into young adult dystopias,
1: young adult walled city dystopias,
0: (laughs) young adult walled cities dystopias, we watched The City of Ember, which is a 2008 film. Um, starring Saoirse Ronan and somebody whose name I forgot.
1: You forgot Bill Murray's name?
0: (laughs) He's not the star, (laughs) unfortunately. He will always be the star of any movie he's in. But there's some guy that is...
1: Like how he starred in Zombieland?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, it is based on a book um, by Gene Duprow. I didn't actually look up the publication dates, but... um, You know, it was... It was a while
1: ago. <laughs> yeah. I, this is one I think I actually read, but I <clears throat> it was a long time ago, and the movie I've seen several times since then, so I don't think I can speak authoritatively about what's in the book, but the um, movie that I just watched is pretty fresh in my mind, so I have a good idea of what's going on there.
0: Right. And I thought... I thought it was interesting. So all of the other ones that we watched, which was the Divergent series, the Maze, Maze Runner. Runner series, and the uh, The Giver,
1: The Giver, yep,
0: were all post um, Hunger Games. Right. All of these were, and I think it's notable how much gentler and like less dystopic this one is.
1: I feel like this one's in a slightly different class though, because it's it skews younger in age. I mean the main characters are definitely middle school and not high school or older. Um and it's a lot more fairy tale-like. I mean it doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't have the same kind of like teen themes in it, you know. There's no like boyfriend, girlfriend stuff going on. It's really just like I'm really excited to be given my little job as a messenger and run around town and, you know, and that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: and it's just, I mean, that that's part of why I, I like this movie is that it's its simplicity. I mean, it's, at its heart, a story about political corruption.
0: <laughs> well, I, but I don't, I mean, I don't, I feel like that, that feels in some ways kind of remote, you know, because the, the political corruption sort of drives their movements, but ultimately, it's sort of national treasure underground.
1: Oh, no, to- I'm totally kidding. I mean, I, I think that it's like the, the movie is really about this crazy city. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and, it's, and it hits all of my high notes. I mean, I love this movie because it's it's gorgeous. I mean, it's like got the steampunk, yep. there's like pipes and, and jury rigged things that are, yeah. you know, all just sort of um, falling apart and beautiful cityscapes. I mean, the whole thing is like in a cave. So there's a series of lights and there are generators and, and we're like sort of, we, under, we we come to the understanding over time that there are the founders who created this little microcosm for them to live in and we don't know that there's an outside world. I mean, in fact, the outside world is like the dark and if you go out there, there's enormous bugs well, that'll we, eat you. But I mean,
0: but we know it's that our characters don't know because it opens with one of those you know, 200 years before, there right. was some sort of cataclysm. They don't define it. A- above ground, they build the city below ground to protect a, a, a remnant population.
1: From what we are never told.
0: Right. and that there, But presumably it involves an
1: invasion of giant bugs.
0: Right, for sure. <laughs> and star-nosed moles. Mm. Anyway, so then there's this box that is to be opened in 200 years.
1: With that, a timer on it.
0: With a timer on it. Um, and... Unfortunately and it's, it's supposed to be passed from mayor to mayor but unfortunately the line is broken with the seventh mayor and um, and then the House
1: of stewards steps in <laughs> and the line is broken and,
0: and Gondor is just a mess and <laughs> um, but anyway but yeah so then and and then time goes on and so it's been 200 plus years now and the city is reaching its breaking point.
1: they're running out of food the generator isn't working as well anymore um, you know I mean and, and all of these things, were designed to run for 200 years and and that's about it it looks like. I mean they mm-hmm. they they have a greenhouse but it's not like supplying all of their population like pretty much the empty stores are the problem. Right. And that's the political corruption that comes in is that it turns out the stores are emptied out so that the mayor can live by himself in a room full of tuna fish cans <laughs> and in an easy chair
0: yeah so we're introduced to our oh, but just also just back to the aesthetic real quick um, the, this, I mean it's called City of Ember and that's the main character like yeah. that is absolutely the most interesting, textured uh, amazing thing about this film because the characters are a little thin
1: well the yeah but they're thin in that kind of like young adult way you know where it's like there's not a lot going on like the mayor is just sort of a two-dimensional caricature of what politics needs to be for the story you know like our main character lena um she doesn't want to be a pipe fitter and she ends up trading careers and this i thought was really fascinating because it's just like the you know diversion series like um the 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 Maze Runner where it's like well not Maze Runner um, what was the other one that that had the same kind of selection
0: Divergent and um, uh, the Giver
1: the Giver that's right um, and and it's it's just sort of not taken quite as seriously because they oh pick God. it all out of a hat and then it's like they, there's a bunch of horse trading and she's like oh sweet I get to be a messenger because she wants to run around in the city anyway she loves the little red cape even though it's like um, and the costuming in this is just adorable so awesome. because it's 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 like ramshackle I mean because they've
0: homemade, stitched together. Yeah. Like, literally, there's, like, big stitches on a lot of stuff. It's
1: all yarn. Well, and part of that is, is like, and she, her, is it her mom who is the the yarn factory person? Or did her parents die?
0: And it's, like, an aunt or something. I believe that's her mother.
1: But, yeah, I mean, and that's, it's just this store full of bits of yarn you yeah. know <laughs> yeah which is is pretty, pretty and the cute. city it's
0: like the city is also just so beautifully rendered because it's not it's not just the visuals and it's not just a sort of attention to detail which is significant but there's also like all of this sort of sound foley going on of like like kind mm-hmm. of like clanking things and and gears kind of winding down and
1: I mean and it's water just, dripping it is a, it is, lights buzzing.
0: Yeah, it's just an entire environment. And well, it's I mean, really wonderful. I mean
1: it really feels a lot like the like the castle in How's Mo- Moving Castle, you know, where yeah. it's just this sort of you know, steam driven thing that's that's kind of always on the edge of falling apart. Right. And yeah. I just I love stuff like that. I mean I think You know that's, what
0: this like made me think of this time, because obviously it was made significantly later, was that the movie about the carnivorous um, cities.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Mortal Engines. Gears, engines. Mortal Engines.
0: Yep. Which is just this hilariously messy, um, <laughs> like story that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but, no, it's totally but, like. But it's so. But like this, it's so cool to look at.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a huge steampunk fan, so that really gets me gets yeah. me going but yeah yeah I mean I, and, I, and I think it's got the same sense of um, like a, it's a complete ecosystem you know I mean you have the mayor sure mm-hmm. and you have you have a messenger but you also have pipe fitters I mean you kind of understand where everybody fits into this they all work together in this city like there are real people with real jobs you know these are the people in your neighborhood okay so
0: this movie City of Ember starts like a lot of these young adult s- stories with a sorting hat situation where, um, you know, and, and, uh, Lyna's late to it. Like she's like running and there's all this, like, that's like kind of, you get to see her running through the city and that's part of how you get introduced to the city. Um, and then she like runs up on stage and, and gets in line. And unlike literally all of the other young adult stories it is completely randomized
1: yeah in a in a like a natty old carpet bag with a bored looking bill murray who's just sort of there in between feedings you know i mean he's he's one of those like big rotund mares that his his clothes have seen better days and he's just he's such a great character um (laughs) and and unlike like uh, in contrast to the other uh, movies that we had watched, the walled cities with the um, female lead,
0: And um, Suffragette White, who's a huge stone cold bitch.
1: Yeah, and so with like all of all of those rulers, can't hold a candle to Bill Murray in his prime. He is just <laughs> so wonderful. Uh, but this is a the you know a paternalistic society, and there are only men in charge as mayors apparently. Um, yeah. But yeah, so then he is sort of patronizing as they pull their
0: (laughs) little things out of the hats. Which I I
1: think... Oh, assistant electrician. Oh, that's a a really great... Assistant caregiver. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's an assistant because, you know, they're all young. Right, because
0: they're young. But I just just really kind of, I think it completely sets a tone as completely different than the rest of those movies. Because like, the fact that it's random, that he's literally pulling your fate out of a bag.
1: Well, and it's just not taking itself seriously
0: no and then, which is so awesome but then also like nobody cares like they all yeah. horse trade between themselves because like
1: right because lena hates what she she gets like pipe fitter and she's like oh i can't be a pipe fitter because be she doesn't want to be a plumber i guess
0: um, but then her buddy dune um he he really really wants to be a like to work on the the generator.
1: Yeah, he wants to be an assistant electrician.
0: Right. And but like the whoever got assistant electrician won't switch with him. So he's like, Ugh. like, well, I'll switch with you, Lena, because pipe fitter is a lot closer.
1: Well, also he just didn't want to be a messenger, and Lena really did. She was really excited about messenger. So, yeah. you know, she gets what she wants, and then she, you know, cuz she already knows all of the rules of messenger club, which the first of which is don't talk about messenger club. <laughs> And then they have a little red cape that they wear, so that everybody knows. And it's it's the silliest job. Where I mean, like you can see, fixing the generator is important because without lights, they're all going to die. Fixing the pipes is important because without the water, they're all going to die. But the messenger is like, "Hey, um, tell that person this thing," you know. And it's like, it's like feel
0: like you ragging on the mail service is just like no, no. I mean, like it's,
1: but it's not even the mail service. It's not like take this letter over there. It's like. I'm going to tell you a sentence and you just repeat it back to some other person and then I guess I'll pay you money for that. It's like it's like if you're a six-year-old kid and you have your idea of what adults do, that's what the messenger <laughs> job is.
0: Okay, but but again, I mean, I think that that just sort of goes to the tone of this being really, really different because yeah. a, lot, a <laughs> lot of the messages she's bringing from one person to another, and it's also like one of those facilitating jobs because it allows her to like run all over the place. Yeah. And so get into get the to, mayor's office. You get, to, and... you get to see, like, high, low, all over the place. But, right. like, a lot of the messages she's, like, taking to various people are, like, yo mama, so fat. Like, they are, like, insults and, and like, people ripping on each
1: other. And she is just... a broccoli recipe-stealing <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Tourist. Oh, my God.
1: So, I, and and this does, it, it sets up the Scooby-Doo plot. I mean, like, it, it, I, I feel like this really could be a, a plot of a Scooby-Doo yeah. movie where, you know, the the mayor is, <laughs> is hoarding food because they're, you know, they're all running out of food. But it turns out they're not really running out of food. The mayor is hoarding food because they are running out of food and they're all going to die. But the mayor is setting himself up a little bolt hole that, you know, right. Right. And, and then so Lena uncovers the plot and then gets in trouble which then touches off the rube goldberg series of events well, but
0: just but also just to back up a little bit there's a little little tiny tiny bit of like sins of the father with the dune character who is the pipe fitter kid mm-hmm. and so he his uncle is Tim Robbins, who is doing his like, big old white haired Tim Robbins thing. That yeah. Has been his letter like, day.
1: <laughs> he's totally slumming in this movie, too. Yeah. he's He's like not giving it his I all.
0: I feel like he's gotten lazy, though. Yeah. Like, you it was a little lazy. think about some of the like, stuff he did when he was young that was kind of brutal, and he's just kind of. Elder statesmaning it these days.
1: Yeah, but I mean, not in the same way that, like, say, Bill Murray is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bill Murray is having a great time in this movie and it shows. And I mean, I, I think that Tim Robbins is having a good time in the movie. Oh, he's absolutely. Just, he's just not Bill Murray, you know? No, I mean, no, no, it's.
0: No. Not yeah, the well, same anyway. Thing. But so, so Dune's um, uncle is uh, Tim Robbins, who is this inventor and he's, and he makes all of these, like, rube goldberg style devices that you know like like answer a phone or whatever and the phones don't even work like like (laughs) they're not even useful they're just they're just fun anyway so and and i do actually think that there there's something kind of like beautifully fractal about that like the 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 tim you know the the tim robbins character is making these rube goldberg devices turns out that the entire city is a rube goldberg device mm-hmm. even even uh Lina, Lina's, um sister who's like a, this little kind of toddler um is constantly making these big string art things like there's this sort of like mechanical structure to everything mm-hmm. which i i really dig like it's yeah. like the whole thing is a is a winding down watchmakers creation
1: yeah, and it's and it's like Dr. Seussian in its like yeah. staircases that, that you know curve around in, in like the old world right. houses and you know everything is just it's it's so awesome. It's
0: so awesome. Well anyway, so Dune has this uncle who is Tim Robbins and his dad was actually Dune's dad. Dune's dad.
1: Tim Robbins' brother. brother.
0: Um, had been like tilting in windmills because he 's like there's there is a way out, and like he 'd been following water moving water or something like mm-hmm. he's like if the water's going out then there's a way out like it can 't all just be darkness like that's not like obviously things aren't working anymore
1: right
0: like we have to we have to start being proactive and he got killed in by a wars mole or something no I
1: think he was he was drowned wasn't he was he i don't because they like crashed their little contraption through a tunnel that flooded
0: oh okay. i think
1: was what ended up happening and that's why tim robbins was like well i'm never doing that again it's too dangerous
0: yeah yeah so which it
1: would be dangerous i mean underwater like caving is bad enough as it is oh, but once God. you add water into the mix it is completely deadly right like you will not survive no. make your time
0: well, I was... <laughs> I was like, what was that what was that like a uh... Like women go caving and then running. Oh, the ch- descent. The descent. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, because oh, there's God. little things running around oh, down there that are people, God. but not. It's like if people got trapped in the cave it's so and turned into albino. I
0: just because like the claustrophobia on top of like fear of drowning is just like it's top level fear yeah. stuff for me. <laughs> That's just horrible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, and I mean you don't really get that same sense of claustrophobia in in this world because. It's just sort of like permanent night. It's like Dark City where it's like they're just sort of isolated in space. And, you know, I mean, you can go out into the dark, but, you know, you'll just end up in the middle of the dark and there's nothing out there. There's no walls that you can climb or Um, anything.
0: Although, I mean, the generator is like it keeps it keeps, you know, stuttering to stops. And they, you know, and they're counting through the darkness. And they're like, when is the time when it just doesn't come back up again?
1: Yeah. And it's the longest, you know, the longest time ever. It keeps getting longer and longer. Yeah. It's like counting the seconds from, you know, the, the lightning to when the thunder shows up. Right. You know, just and it's, to yeah. sort of make it's, you feel better.
0: Yeah. I mean, it de- so it definitely has this, There there is a sense of urgency. And so the kids yeah. sort of scooby-doo around. Like the like the Dune character ends up apprenticing with Martin Landau, who
1: he's just asleep all the time. All the time. It's I mean it's the best kind of civil service job, right. where you you know you're you're nearing retirement, so you're gonna you're gonna do your job. Right. Like he's very serious about doing his job, but nobody's really sure what his job is right. other than sleeping in the locker room.
0: Well, I mean he is trying to fix stuff, but it's just like. You know he's like these pipes are more patched than they are pipe any like and yeah. we, don't, we don't have we don't have any like there's no foundry down there, yeah, they're not like manufacturing more pipes, it's just like taping it up and taping it up and taping it up, and mm-hmm. everything's at its breaking point
1: yeah um but i I do love the 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 whole you know lifer union pipe fitter mm-hmm. you know, and you just get this this real sense of of like career like place out of it where it's just, you know, and you, and you know, Ember is filled with people like that, you know, and then there's the mayor who's the political figurehead and he's got his whole, you know, world that's circumscribed by sycophants and cans of tuna.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, anyway, so they, so they do, they do some like kind of sleuthing and like running around in the background. And like one of the things they keep running into are these horrific, like, bus-sized star-nosed moles. And, I, and
1: insects. I mean, they, they find, big, like, the like, mandible of some stag staghorn beetle or something right. like that. And
0: there's, like, big moths. But, like, a big moth is not terrifying, like, a disgusting star-nosed mole. Which yeah. I, the moth was actually pretty cute. It is cute. They have, like, the fuzzy, like, antennae. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they do a bunch of sleuthing. And part of it is that, so, Lena is a descendant of the seventh bear. And... So she has the box that has the instructions for how to get out of there,
1: right? The box that had been counting down for the last two hundred years, right. Until the seventh mayor keeled over dead without telling anybody about it, right? And then the box got shoved in her closet for the next couple right. hundred years.
0: And so she, um, she finds the box. She finds the box that's open, and then you know. And again, like, this is so of a piece with everything in Ember, there's, like, pieces of the, like, it's all kind of shredded a little bit. And so she, like, pastes them down onto a different piece of paper so that she can try to read them. You know, Mm -hmm. like like, everything is pasted back together in Ember including the instructions for how to get out
1: yeah and it's not very well marked I mean even even though like so they're all like rat chewed and everything else so you can't really read them in the first place but it's not super obvious that like what you're supposed to do with that you know I mean like there's she finds a secret compartment that pops out and you know there's no instructions or anything and there's like this little piece of plexiglass in there and it's like well now, what do you do? You know, I right. mean, uh, unless there's some sort of oral tradition, in which case, why are there printed instructions at all? Right. The, I mean, the whole thing is just so outlandish as a, as a means of, um, you know, let's, we need to seal these people in a vault. Like, why not just have a time locked door? Like, if you have this thing that can count down from 200 years, right. just have it pop open and light up. I mean, right. But
0: that's not, that's not. The story is not about that. No, no, it's not. It's Lena about the silly engine, Rube Goldberg. <laughs> you know, doing some stuff and some tunnels. Yeah, you know, it's not about that. So they, so they end up kind of semi on the run from, uh, the mayor and his lackeys. He's got a couple lackeys. yep Um, and they end up.
1: They they go back into the uh, so Lena ends up in the mayor's office while he's having his portrait taken um because she's she's tried to expose him to one of his buddies Mm -hmm. and his buddy is like, Well, you know, let's do something about this right away and he drags her into the mayor's office and then they're who knows what they're gonna do with her. I mean, like it's a (laughs) this is a fairy tale. Are they gonna like just kill her? Right. I it's mean, right. It, what's going to happen the, the, the in this t- case? The, the Do they have a jail? The, right. Like, the
0: tone of this is not the sort where, like, she's really actually in mortal danger. Yeah. Like, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not worried about Not a,
1: Not one of the jobs that came out of the carpet bag was assistant executioner. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but something bad is going to happen. And so she notices, though, that, like, the, the mayor has uh, what looks like that plexiglass piece on a chain and it's, like, part of oh, his official of the mayoral office, stuff. and he's picking his teeth with it. So it's clear he has no idea what it's for. Right. Um, it's just a badge of office. And so when the lights go out, she grabs it from him and runs off. Right. And that's how they end up back in the pipe fitting room with, you know, conveniently... They figure out that this thing, when you put the two pieces together, is the key, which is there's the door, and then right. that sets them off.
0: And speaking of off. Scooby-Doo, it's like, there's, like, a bank of lockers, and it, like, like in Scooby-Doo, it, like turns around and then they go into another room you know like,
1: yeah. like everything. well no i mean like the bank of the bank of lockers is actually a row of boats
0: right it like flips down though and it's like now i'm both yeah like, and there's it's... like
1: and they can see through like now that that's been opened there's a whole row of boats enough boats for you know evacuating for the whole everybody. city so they know there's a water exit and then when they when when they go through the door there's this huge river that then has, you know, various mechanical things going on and the boat smashes and so there's something wrong with it and it's Right. the first one you know, they, they try and... down they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, so it'll go
0: down there and then it's like <laughs> it totally gets eaten up by some
1: gears." Yeah. And then, you know, Martin Landau shows up. He wakes up magically and and, you know, starts hammering on the the gears to save the day. And then, you right. know, Dune gives him his contraption that he invented just like his uncle. Yeah. He, like he invented some sort of Swiss Army prod, <laughs> and that does the trick, and it and it gets the whole thing moving so that they can escape through the boat or through the the tunnel in the boat in the in the like the silliest yeah like water tube. It's totally it's totally <laughs> since, like, like, like Indiana te- te- Jones <laughs> Tempo, Temple
0: of Doom like stupid cart scene only with water with a yeah. water slide you know and it's and that part of it is not maybe that amazing but
1: um yeah. but, but then that just sort of like gets them in into the the last dock before they go up the stairs to the right the, and then on out. the actual exit
0: right and i think the thing that's really um that's really notable about all of this is that compared to the other movies we've seen um in this project this movie so much more fun so much more lighthearted. Has actual moments of comedy or commentary of comedy in it, mm-hmm. um, compared to everything else, which is all of this huge, horrible drag.
1: Yeah, and they all take themselves so seriously. And I think the only one that really pulls that off is the Hunger Games. You know, I mean, right. like that because that movie is about something, and the other ones are just sort of about the the characters doing stuff. Whereas this movie, like, we had talked about, like, the, like the two-dimensionality of the characters. I mean, there's no real growth in the characters. Mm-hmm. They just sort of, they're on a quest. They perform these tasks, and we get to experience the world. And it's this fun, you know, let, let's escape from the mines of Moria, only without goblins. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess there's a star nosed mole.
0: Right, no, I mean, there there is danger. It's just not... Um... Yeah, it's just not the dystopian kind, you know, it's just, it's just the regular kind. And I guess I really, I really appreciate that this is just sort of a fun little story about kids doing some stuff and having a quest.
1: Yeah, and getting, you know, the star-nosed mole-based comeuppance for, you know, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. (laughs)
0: it feels very different in a lot of ways from the other ones we've seen. I mean, despite its commonalities, um, yeah, just, just the, the whole, I mean, that you feel, and obviously a lot of it's being played for comedy. Like, like, uh, you know, the mayor, um, You know, he's kind of this pot bellied. you know, and he's got like a, like a, obviously an outfit that makes him seem more important than he is with like epaulets and pins and shit all over it. Like, like, What's he even doing to get, like, it's not like he's a general, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it's... totally.
1: And, like, what does he even really do in the town? Like, no, he I, doesn't appear to do anything I except to have he, his portrait painted says, oh, and eat cans of sardines.
0: It's like a really good job for yeah.
1: you. I mean, because somebody has to be the mayor.
0: Right, yeah. Might as well be him. Mm-hmm.
1: Which it sounds like is not necessarily hereditary, so maybe it's a... a uh, yeah. Democracy. I mean, I, they don't really get into it. It doesn't matter. No, I
0: was going to say, like, I, I was going to go down that road a little bit. And then I was like, you know what? We're just not going to. Because it's yeah. like, because, like, I mean, we discussed this the other day about the If difference...
1: there was a political system, then it would have been a dystopia.
0: Right. And, like, yeah, we were talking about the d- distinction between a fairy tale and a dystopia. And this is, like, definitely. Is it politics? Well.
1: Because there is, I mean, the politics here is, like. The, it, it's more there like the politics. it's like a Scooby Doo land deal, you know, where like <laughs> at the end of Scooby Doo, they pull the the mask off of the you know giant creepy star nosed mole, and it's the mayor. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah, no, right. It's it's definitely. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily politics because I think that or politics in the sense of having a sense of how your polis works.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, we don't know if it's a democracy or not.
0: But I mean, because like. Because like, it acts sort of like, like a monarchy like Oma, too, but it doesn't Omalos matter. Is political. Mm-hmm. The ones who walk away from Omelos by Ursula K. Le Guin, which is this little kind of fairy tale about about dystopias, weirdly, mm-hmm. um, but it it is political on one level. Yeah. So that's not. Anyway, but this one is definitely more on the fairy tale side than it is on the.
1: Yeah, because all of the like Rube Goldberg ways the founders had for you to you know save the townspeople and repopulate the world are just so impractical that like the earth would have died out completely and overrun by large insects and that's it.
0: Yep. And I, and I think that that's maybe the, the earmark there is that like you, you accept it on its terms
1: In a way that I don't with any of the other movies. You know, I mean, you've heard me nitpicking everything out of those other movies, and in this one, it's just, like, so much fun that, you know, who cares?
0: But it's not just, it's not just that it's more fun. It's also that, like, you accept it on its terms, because clearly its aims aren't...
1: It's aims
0: aren't... I feel like
1: it was a little bit better done than some of those other movies. Obviously,
0: yeah. But but it's not I mean, it's really great
1: writing, and good direction, good acting, I mean...
0: Right, but it's not trying to be plausible in a world we understand. It's trying to construct a society and then, and like, you know, to use the sort of mechanical metaphor again, it constructs this, like, self-contained world and then it winds it up
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and watches it go. And so yeah. you you either accept the premise of it or you don't, in which case, fuck off. But, like, but it, there's no nitpicking it because it's not... It's not like people at O'Hare Airport are running an eth- ethical experiment in Chicago. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Right, like, right. that that's not there's
1: like, no and that, sort what, of... was that that was Maze Runner or was it Divergent? That
0: was Divergent.
1: <laughs> Those two movies are the same. Yeah. They both have blood rain in them. They no, both you have don't. No, I know. I mean it's just like <laughs> I just get them so confused. But City of Ember, I don't I would never confuse no. with anything. You know, I mean, it's, well, except for maybe if I hadn't seen it in a million years, I might confuse it with City of Lost Children, which has a very similar steampunky city feel to it with the, um, and very like closed in and self-contained and, you know, but that one has Ron Perlman and, you know, he's big and easy to recognize. Is that
0: City of, city of Lost Children? Oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of misinterpreting things, I thought you meant Dark City, which also it has, a sim- it has another a simil- similar awesome aesthetic. walled city yeah.
1: story. But that one isn't so much um, the adolescent coming of age. I think City of Lost Children kind kind of is not really. It's more on the fairy tale side, so it's a lot closer to to City of Ember. And, actually, and they both start with the word "City of," so right. you know.
0: I actually I do think the aesthetic is very very similar. Like, oh yeah,
1: although I think the The City of Lost Children gets far further into the fantastical fairy tale qualities oh, than man. City of Ember does. I mean, I think that it's it definitely they're they're both up there in terms of production value, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the kind of production design that went into these are are phenomenal, like way more so than any of the other movies. Even like Hunger Games can't hold a candle to this kind of production design because it's so well-constructed. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, although, I mean, I do have to say that, like, City of Lost Children is so much, like, deeper in terms of its metaphorical stuff, you know? I mean, like... This yeah, is, this is that's not,
1: much more of, a, like, the fairy tale.
0: Yeah, fairy tale in the sense of, like, the kind where you end up with blood in your shoes, you know? Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, because the moral of the story is, you know, that... Something about dreams, I think, and horror. yeah, it has something to do with dreams and <laughs> childhood.
0: And, yeah, and and this this is, you know, if you're using the term Scooby Doo on the plot, <laughs> like it's not, it's right. it's a little it's a little more topical in terms of just like they're running around, they're trying to understand the mystery of where they are. They do understand the mystery of where they are. Which allows them to get out of it,
1: right? And and so like w- between them, I think like Dark City and City of, of Lost Children are really similar in tone because they're both these these dark, sinister walled cities. Where a City of Ember is bright and fun, and they sing, and they have they like their sing. weird little like That's you know r- pseudo religion or whatever. Her mom, her mom. Oh no, she does have a mom because her mom's the dotty, religious, um, singing lady. Who, yeah, in yeah. the choir, where they have like you know everybody let's sing day, and that's the other thing about it is yeah. like that's their holidays. It's like everybody let's sing day, and then is, you know
0: yeah, I mean then yeah. they all sing. There's just like so many ways in which this is just not a dystopia. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it obviously I mean even
1: though it is well, it like, is like they're like they have light bulbs. Popping, that, no, and everyone no, that pops is one light bulb that's, closer that's to the just death, you know. a
0: situation that sucks. That's different than a dystopia. No, a dystopia right. Dystopia <laughs> is a situation that sucks that somebody set up on
1: purpose. Right, and, and in a lot of those, they set it up to be a utopia, and nobody set this up to be a utopia. This was, like, a last-ditch generation ship. Right. You know, like, yeah. they are, which, I mean, in that context, it's, it's actually... Kind of interesting to think of it as a generation ship. Yeah. Like, it's literally, they are are being sent into the future on a round trip to a different planet inhabited by giant bugs. You know, I mean, it's...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I mean, this is just sort of a sidebar, but, like, we watched a movie recently called Anaria, which was about a ship that was supposed to go from, I think, the Earth to Mars.
1: Yeah, it was the plot of Gilligan's Island. It was a three-hour tour, and it ended up being off course it was,
0: not, and it was not, the rest of, of their lives. Speaking of things that are fun and other things that are not fun at all, like unlike Gilligan's Island. Right, no, Gilligan's Island,
1: Island is the fairy tale to so like lost <laughs> dystopia.
0: Right. So anyway, but it's a it's this huge sort of um, understood to be like a like a, a ocean liner, you know, a, a, like a cruise ship, ship. Yeah. And it gets knocked off course and it then it unfortunately turns into this generation ship. Where they just have to sort of figure out how to live on this ship forever when it was only meant to be, you know, two weeks or something. Anyway, my point is that, like, I tried to sit down and think of a film that was set on a generation ship. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't come up with any. There's a TV show, which, spoiler alert... They're not actually on a ship.
1: Yeah, it's more like City of Ember. It's
0: right. They're not actually on a ship. It's still on the ground. Um, but that was it. Like I can think of some that take place on, like, like passengers, um, where which was just
1: a long distance. Let's go to another colony. Right, not but really but a they're all knocked ship. out,
0: so it's not a generation ship. You know.
1: Well, it wouldn't be anyway. Well, I guess it ended up being a generation ship for those two, just by
0: accident. Spoiler but, alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but anyway, but. The City of Ember was the only one I could think of that was even close to being a generation ship, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting because, like, there's a f- relatively robust subgenre of generation ship fiction in, on, in print. Right. I mean, I can think of a half dozen off the top of my head. Um, and, you know, some really intense ones, too. You know, like, uh, is it City of Ghosts? Anyway, it doesn't matter, um but yeah, but I just kind of end of sidebar, I think it's interesting that this this is actually a bona fide uh generationship
1: yeah <laughs>
0: like I mean yeah. you know in in a in a narrative way
1: right, yep, well, in a metaphorical way, i mean it is that that's what it's doing it's got all of these different generations who then
0: right are right. are
1: you know they might as well be in the darkness of space for all. Good right. and them, I mean, know.
0: and like generation ship uh, narratives, generally they they have to confront the the uh, inevitable uh, de- kind of devolution and 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 wearing out of the ship they're within, which is the mm-hmm. only thing keeping them alive. And you know,
1: wait, wasn't Titan AE a generation ship where they had to launch off of Earth and they sent all the ships off in every direction because Earth exploded or that's something that's just
0: the setup though that's the, oh. none of those people like that, that oh i see past.
1: it just it contains the generation ship but right. it didn't really do anything it's like, like mentioned,
0: it. you know or or there's like the the they're building the mormon generation ship on um uh the expanse the expanse yeah but that spoiler gets the shit blown out of it so it doesn't go anywhere
1: so, oh man i haven't even gotten to that point in the expanse yet oh well, now I know well, what happens. Maybe it doesn't
0: happen in the show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep.
0: Um, but yeah. Anyway, I don't remember where I was going with this.
1: Yeah, but so, so like you, they 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 go through the the water slide in, in terms of like the plot mechanics. Mm-hmm. They pop out the other end, and it's like they they end up at this dock, which again is all of this is super unlikely, but that's fine. Um, and then they open the box and there's like a box of matches and it's like some little instructions for how to light a candle. And I'm like, after t- t- more than 200 years, those matches will not work. Like they should have really thought See, of that, but, that's, but that's, fine, that's whatever. Great. So you light a candle and you walk up the stairs and you go outside and it's still dark. And they were like, well, here I am.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually it is. It, is it, was, it was like much...
1: such a great ending scene, yeah, you know, where like... it's just like, yep. Yep. Here I am.
0: Well, if we went through all of this, and it turns out they were right, and everything is darkness. Yeah,
1: no, it's such a twilight zone, like, where at the end, the, the all the guy wants is some time to read. And then he breaks his glasses. Just
0: tape those fuckers back together. Yeah, Come he would have been
1: fine. But, yeah, so, but then, you know, the sun rises, and then we realize that they're... Actually. I love how you're like, hey, and the sun rises. So so nice. I thought it was actually Beautiful. really,
0: really kind of touching, and it made your heart swell when the yeah when the sun comes up over the desert. yeah no no don't
1: don't get me wrong. I thought it was it was a really great ending, and then they they like magically find this hole where they look down and they're like, oh, there's Ember down there, and it's like, wouldn't the people of Ember been able to look up and see the sky Again, everywhere? You but you whatever stop. that's fine. Stop. That's how the moth got in and fell, and right. you know, that's, yeah, cause that's how they like knew there was a world so out they there. They kept finding, yeah, but. Yeah, no, so, I mean, it was, it was also a, a pretty, pretty great ending. I mean, in terms of, like, the, the metaphorical structure, of whatever, it's, like, it's not so much about, like, again, the, the coming-of-age stories that these other movies were, you know, like the, the um, uh, not, not really the Hunger Games, but more like the Divergent and, and Maze Runner, you know, and The Giver were all more centered on, you know, I'm starting this life that involves me being an adult with a job Mm -hmm. you know and that and this this one is much more like i don't know it was just it was it was more i mean it was like they they they, it's sort of like a it's not really a coming of age though i mean they're but they're like escaping the city and you know rejoining the planet or whatever but i mean it's yeah it's really just like a journey so it's a quest
0: yeah right i mean you didn't like it when i said this earlier but the, the characters are thin I think part of the reason that you can't, you can't characterize it as a coming of age is that I don't really understand that anything about them has changed because I don't really, I mean, they're they're just like, they're just like some folk.
1: No, they go on a journey. They don't really grow as characters. I mean, they kind of do at the end where they're like, huh, well, after all of that, you know, whatever.
0: Right. But I I just, it's It's not. It's fine.
1: It's not about that though. It's
0: not about that. I'm not, again, not a complaint, just an observation. That, like this is not this is not a coming of age film this is right a, it's a quest it's a like going outside
1: yeah they're they just they <laughs> they, they they walk learn, outside
0: learn how to figure out
1: they yeah, live in a cave and then they leave
0: they go from being <laughs> indoor people to outdoor people yeah um but, but yeah I
1: mean and it it's I, I was a little surprised in re-watching this that i I haven't gotten this in heavier rotation on my rewatchings. Because I feel like that's the second time I've seen it. And this is a movie that deserves to be seen over and over and over again. Because it was just, it's so wonderful. You know, I mean, I'd forgotten so much about it. And it's just this great, it's this great movie that I just love. I mean, I love the, love everything about it. You know, I love the city. I love all those crazy, like like Bill Murray, who is just this wonderful character. You know, I mean, he's just as two dimensional, but he's hilarious. You know, I mean, the whole thing is just great.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's, it like, speaking of rewatchability, like, like unlike a lot of those other movies that I feel like the set design was not very deliberate, and there may be, you know, like, I don't think that this was necessarily expensive, but, like, I, you know, I mean, it costs what a movie cost, I'm sure, but, like, it was so deliberate, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure if you watched it again, you'd be like, oh my god, I just noticed XYZ in the corner that you know, that's an indicator that this is going on, that, like, somebody has gone through and thought about what it would be like to live somewhere with stuff breaking down constantly. Yeah. And, like, how things get recycled and and how things get reappropriated. Because that that is something I noticed, where you'd be like, oh, that's not what that's for. Right. <laughs> but it was me, you know, and I can't think of an example right but it, now. But...
1: So would you would you consider this like a like a gothic? I mean, it's like this big old house that's aging and falling apart. You know, and the family inside is no, I, old no. and lost its roots, from, like no, grandeur. No, because it kind of has some themes in in common with
0: I, no, the because, gothic novel. Well, uh, I just don't because
1: the city is sort of it's sort of cursed.
0: I j- right, but I just I think the gothic tends to deal with sort of generational um, like shame. And I don't really see that here. Like, there's not, there's not, like... Well, we don't
1: know why the founders built the city. Gen- it's possible that the idea. founders did a... It, like, here's my headcanon. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that the bugs and the, and the star-nosed mole are bigger. It's that all of the people have shrunk. This is really the, the, the sixth movie of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, my
0: God, dude. <laughs> that's the stupidest headcanon
1: of all time <laughs> well i mean like okay, i could go either way like maybe all the people got smaller and that's why like all of the stuff just seems so silly because it was actually built by people who were a lot bigger
0: yeah no and Where then they got going?
1: scooped out a hole with their hands and then like padded the city oh, inside no, no.
0: It was oh, it's the borrowers
1: kind of yeah everybody or, got smaller and yeah. it was like well that's the end of the human race well we'll put them down there for Two hundred years, and that'll no, give us time to. No, just... it
0: doesn't. No, because like water doesn't do the wonderful things that it does in Ariete, where they have like the ball of water. No, that's true. But this
1: definitely could have been a, a Ghibli anime. I mean, like it, yeah. it has that sort of quality too. I would love to see a live action Howl's Moving Castle. I think that Disney should work on that since they're. Mm,
0: yeah.
1: They don't like Disney's. Just... They don't like their princesses to like immediately get old, though.
0: Right, yeah, cause... I think that, that that definitely is gonna no go there. <laughs> it's not, not gonna happen. Yeah, did you ever read that book?
1: Yeah, that's it was great. a great book. Oh, I mean, so I, I that's one of those things about between the book and the movie because I mean, Ghibli does such great work, and they did a great adaptation. But the changes that they made because they had to, the book was like so detailed and had so many subplots and, and it really was interesting to, to read them side by side or, you know, experience them side by side and sort of see the differences and understand why they made the choices that they right. did in the movie. But yeah, it was... Yeah. They were both really good.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's definitely one of those cases where... um And, you know, and Ghibli's adaptions... Oh, we're so off course. But Ghibli's <laughs> adaptions, like, like you know, because uh, Ponyo is The Little Mermaid. yeah and that is so far from little mermaid that it's good yeah yeah or the borrow the borrowers and and are are you know but they're very different in tone and quality yeah um anyway but yeah and i and again not having read the book i can't say anything about this as an adaption but it seems like it's probably fine
1: yeah i don't know why it would have to be far from the book because you know there's like again the characters aren't super deep and maybe in the book they they have these really rich detailed inner lives or something but you just i mean i don't get the sense so it's about.
0: Fra- obviously not enough to knock your socks off and make you remember it for 10 years or whatever yeah, <laughs> like no. um but anyway like no offense to it or whatever but yeah, but oh, but just back to the gothic thing real quick. I just I feel like um, there's there like at the hen, at the center of most gothics is some sort of generational obscenity, and I don't really see that here. Or, like the, or
1: rot, yeah. I mean, this is really just sort of everything is getting old and dusty and reused. It's not like because in a gothic novel they would never reuse stuff. They would just have a hole in the great hall ceiling, and the rain would come in, and there would be a tree growing there, but they wouldn't do anything fix it. With
0: it. Yeah, because right, because somebody they don't really live there. Back they there, haunt it, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And this is not this is not a haunting. No, this is yeah, not, that's true. You know, this is not because because ghost stories are all about this the, the your embarrassing um, uh, past. You know, yeah. like this horrible shit you did that keeps waking up and coming after you. And like this is not that. It's just a. It was just a stupid. It was just a stupid twist of fate. That they ended up stuck down there longer than 2,000 years. It's just dumb. 200. Two, right, 200. Yeah. <laughs> 2,000 would be a little intense. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so. Yeah, I really liked it. I really liked it too. I feel like I want to watch it again.
0: And I really, and I think it was also just like a really lovely way to end our like YA dystopia run, which is just that it's kind of not a dystopia. Well, but it's, it's a of, walled city. It no, 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 right? It's with, definitely you know. in the. It's definitely in the same sort of categorical. That's why we watched it, right? Yeah. Because it 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 is reminiscent of those other things. It's just that it's so much more fun, so much less <laughs> dire, so much more carefully constructed in terms of like the environment. You know, like it mm-hmm. is. Like, the maze runner, you spend all this time being like, what the fuck with those mazes? Like, who, like, what horrifically large uh, workforce put those together for your right. dumb, like, how does that have anything to do with virology? You know? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any right. sense. or it's Just like, bad science. Yeah, or like, or, or let's wall off Chicago and make everybody... Join factions and then yeah, because
1: like, of eugenics.
0: Because eugenics, <laughs> like, like all, all of that is like really easy to nitpick, and it's also just really awful. Like, the the sort of central operating, um, the the operating thought process of the dystopia is just awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 like Divergent just gets worse and worse and worse as eugenics just becomes more and more central. Right. Like, right. This is the grossest fucking thing I've ever like. That anybody would even, I don't know, Ugh, it's but so it,
1: awful. I mean, speaking of dystopia versus fairy tale, I mean, I feel like the, like none of those are, like, neither of those would be a place that I would want to, to live. Well, maybe the fairy tale. If you consider something like The Hobbit more on the fairy tale side, like, yeah, I could see being a hobbit, it'd be fine. But I, I do feel like, so, like, I would totally live in the Hunger Games world if I could live in the capital city <laughs> and be an ignorant American, I mean... Oh, capital hey. citizen
0: turns out you are
1: um i would i would actually i wouldn't mind living in the maze runner glade because that sounds i mean as long as you can get past the lord of the flies aspect it would be really kind of neat to just sort of
0: as i said before, live off the
1: land in a field
0: all, all male environment that's a hellscape
1: for, for me it would be sweet yeah that's but fine. you know i understand if other people who are female think differently <laughs> and then um the the maze uh, not the maze runner the divergent it's like while I really enjoy jumping into black pits and being caught by nets and and screaming and jumping off of trains, I don't think that world is very interesting, and I wouldn't okay, want to but live I, in it.
0: Counterpoint, Blood Rain.
1: Yeah, but wasn't that?
0: I love Blood Rain so much. I would be willing what, to what,
1: get. Wait, that wasn't the Maze Runner. but then you know the giver i actually kind of thought that like speaking of like the equilibrium or the brave new world like where you drug up and just sort of hang out riding your bike to to work and doing what you love and loving what you do because the drugs make you love it and being precise about your language or whatever, like, I would totally live there. I don't care yeah. if it's black and white. That sounds sweet to me. I gotta say like, this. Let's go um, kill some babies. Like, like unfortunately,
0: <laughs> the giver is just like, yeah, actually, that society seems really functional. Yeah, it'd be I pretty I mean, neat. other than the horrific eugenics in the middle no, of No, totally.
1: It. Let's go get released. Yay! Yay! But then, I mean, I think that, that the city of Ember, despite all of its like life-threatening flaws would be a wonderful (laughs) place to live i would love to live there it would be so So cool cool. you know i don't know that i'd want to be a a messenger but like i'd be a pipe fitter or whatever electrician's assistant i don't care just like hang out in the like yeah darkness and not getting sunburned
0: yeah well and if like we can't live in any of those places like i think it's definitely like rewatchability is high because you get to visit (laughs) <laughs> you know and it's like and it's just really cool and yeah. really and gentle actually and people are not everybody's nice but even the villains aren't particularly villainous they're just yeah. they're just kind of small they're small yeah. and greedy and and not but and not just like well i've set up a system in which we murder babies or whatever it's right. just like i'm hungry and i want some tuna in a can you know yeah. like it's not
1: I'm a big, gross, selfish mayor.
0: Yeah, it's just—it's just venal. It's not like right. a- actively evil, and uh, and I think that that that's definitely like a kind of nice way to sort of like gently release us from <laughs> from this young adult dystopia thing that we've yeah. been watching. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. So I think I think it's been good. I'm glad we're done with it. And uh, high five. High five.